0: Hey, welcome to the Well Simple Magazine podcast. I'm Devin Friedman. This is a podcast about how to navigate the world of money.
1: We go to the British Museum. That's the biggest fucking museum in London, in the city. Go to the British Museum. It's huge. I was overwhelmed. I was high as shit. I walked in. I was like, holy shit, because it was wing after wing after wing of stuff. And it blew my mind because I was like, wow, white people stole all this shit. <laughs> it's
0: like, wow. They stole everything in this motherfucker. Okay, so today's episode is a conversation between two women from the same tiny neighborhood in Boston. Sam J. She's a stand up and a writer on Saturday Night Live. That was her telling jokes at the beginning of the episode. And Tori Sampson. She's a playwright and TV writer. They don't know each other, never met, but they have a lot in common. They're almost the same age. They both lost their mothers young, grew up without a lot of resources. We're never really taught anything about money and how it works. And they've both begun to experience real success in the entertainment industry. So Tori wanted to sit down with Sam and ask all the questions about money you're not supposed to ask, all the impolite, nosy stuff that's the only way you really learn anything. And in this case, Sam said yes. Let's take a listen to their conversation.
2: Who did you grow up with in Boston when you were living there and growing up? Like, what was your family life like?
1: my whole family's from there. So like, I just I grew up with my grandmother had 11 kids. So I have so many cousins, like I was one of those kids that like, I had so many cousins, I didn't feel like I needed friends. And so like my like, my group of people that I would like hang with was usually like my family and like a few outside friends. Yeah. And you know, I grew up in Dorchester just doing Dorchester kids shit, running, running the streets, throwing rocks at cars, you know, Yep. Going to the YMCA for free swim, bringing your little yeah. two dollars so you can get you a slice of pizza and a 25 cent juice and a bag of chips and some candy afterwards. Yeah. Well, it used to be that it like a dollar twenty-five for a slice, then you put yeah. 25 cents on a like little quarter juicy. Then you had yeah. 25 cents for a bag of chips. Yeah. And then you had 25 cents for some candy. It was good
2: little pack of now later. Yeah. Can't do (laughs) that anymore. Can't do that
1: anymore. You You had a whole joint off $2. You was like, I'm Mm -hmm. good to go.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The good old days. (laughs) Uh, What did your parents do for
1: work? My mom was a respiratory therapist. And my dad, she worked at uh, New England Baptist. And she worked at the Veterans Hospital. And then my dad was, he worked at UMass in computers. He was like one one of the first dudes, like, IT dudes that I ever there in my life. He was just basically an IT guy at UMass, Boston. Yeah. And he just like worked on the servers and stuff like that.
2: That's amazing. Did that like when you were younger, did you like were you inspired by that? Did that like offer you some sort of stability to have like these two parents with like
1: mm-hmm. legit jobs? Yeah, like I, I I mean, my mom had three kids and they, you know, they don't they don't ever play back people right or fairly. And I don't think people really realize that, but it's real. Cause like those were two really decent jobs. We were still poor.
2: Um, but like when you're thinking back to your childhood a little bit, like, what do you think if you're remembering like a domin- your dominant perception of like money?
1: I just it was just always something that it wasn't enough of, mm-hmm. and it was it was always something you was like chasing to get. And I and I'll say I didn't have like a lot of respect for money, yeah, because I my I didn't grow up like with I didn't grow up with people that were like. Money conscious in that way, well, they would talk to me. It was just like if they had it, they was showing love, and if they didn't have it, then they just didn't have it, if that makes any sense. And it's just like yeah. kind of what I understood about money it's like when it's around, you know, it's around because everybody's happy and it's being spread around, and with it, and sometimes it just ain't around,
2: yeah. But did you like you grew up with? you know, stability in the house, like the lights were always on, the phone was always on, like that kind of environment. There was always for food in the a, fridge. For
1: a while till my mom got sick
2: and then okay. she couldn't
1: work. And then there was sometimes where it wasn't. Like sometimes the gas be off for like two days or something like that. Or,
2: yeah. you
1: know, like the lights ain't on when I leave to go to school, but they're back on by the time I get home. And my mom used to always be like, you're going to be bad with money. Because I was one of those kids, she gave me $20, it's gone. in a day and I'm like I don't got no more money and she's like what did you do I'm like I went to the store I bought some candy I went here like I did this and she's like yo like you don't have to let the money burn a hole in your pocket I just didn't get it the concept I knew I knew like I was like either I'm gonna be this type of person like who just living check to check forever or I gotta make mad money because I don't know how to do the, figure either or. <laughs> it's the either I or. can't figure out this yeah I was like I can't figure yeah. out this 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 other way in my brain it was like how how do you save yeah like,
2: it's a it's a difficult thing what? to do yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Save what? It's like, what, am what? I save? yeah
1: <laughs> so like I was like I, I don't know and to me it felt like living that way where you just working and you already not making no money right like I don't think a lot of people really get it that who don't have to live it. But it's like you're literally working to be able to work. It's like mm-hmm. the money you're making is going right back into going to work. You got to get bus fare, car gas. You got to have food for the week to be able to go there every day. You know what I'm saying? And then you pay your little bit of rent, you back to zero. The little bit of joy you have is being able to buy some, be able mm-hmm. to buy some shoes or buy go on a little trip or go to the club and buy a little bottle. Like that's the... The only payoff you're getting, cause it's not, it's not paying you off with like, it's not good work for your soul or anything. Yeah. So <laughs> no. it's not, it's not paying you off in that way. The only payoff is like, I get to blow some of this bread. And then people are like, nah, you don't make enough money to blow bread. You got to save that bread. It's like, well then just kill me, dog. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm already being told like I'm at the lowest rung of life, right? There's not much potential for me to do much more everything in front of me is just feeding me the bullshit. Like, if if all I have is that, and then I don't even get to have fun because I got to squirrel this shit away for when I'm 60, mm-hmm. and at the time I'm 20, mm-hmm. it's like, what are you even taught? It's just stupid. Yep. And it, it would honestly, just make
2: you, like, you would just stand out from your community too. Like, everybody else is living this life. Everybody else is, like, fine with, like, Friday, every other Friday, throwing a cookout, having a fish fry, like blowing the money on this guy, like that is the fun. That is the community. So you just gonna stay in the house while everybody else is doing that. That's the fun. And then get up on Monday and go back to work
1: to the thing you hate. It's like nah, you are gonna bring a good bottle. You are gonna be like, I bought the Henny Privy. (laughs) Let's let's do it. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Uh, So, what was your first job?
1: My first job. I, my mom got pissed because I just was bad. My aunt, my aunt got me a job, a good job at this office. The place was called Women in the Building Trades. And it was a place that helped women in construction. You know, it was just like a support center for women that did construction, helped them get jobs, sent them to jobs, all that. And I was just basically like doing like office secretarial stuff. But I would just, I didn't want to do that shit. So I would like not go. You know what I'm saying? If my friends was hanging out, I'd be like, I'm going to hang out with my friends. I ain't going to this job. And my mom was like, livid. She was like, this is a good job. Your aunt got you this job. And you just in there like fucking around. And you know, like black families, like once you do it, when like when you young and you do something, it, it stays with you forever. So after that, like none of my family would give me a job. Like even, <laughs> even when I was 23 and like really needed a job, they was like, no, because you don't nah you know, when you you were 16, up that you job, fucked I was it up. 15, I was like 15, 14 years old. Like, are you serious? But <laughs> that was my first job. That was my first job.
2: Um. So like, okay, so you begin comedy. You're like, you know, you get in your flow. Things are looking up for you, like, you know, doing that stuff. And like, where do you go from? Like, do you remember the moment you went from looking at other people and you're like, dang, they got money to like, look at yourself and be like, oh, I got money. Do you remember that job, that moment? the atmosphere probably like
1: 2 years ago probably like you know a year into snl
2: mm. it was like a purchase was it like a feeling was it like a credit card or like being able to pay for something you're like oh dang this is new
1: it was just like honestly it was when i got this i moved right cuz when i first got to new york for snl i, I still felt broke cuz new york's new york and i and i wasn't sure if i was going to get fired you know the first year on the show it's like they could just fire you whenever kind of really honestly it's just kind of like whenever they want to say like hey don't come back after thanksgiving yeah they can, and you just kind of fuck you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so cuz you don't get that payout it's like yep. that first year they don't have to pay you out for the contract if they just like, be like we good on you you know after up to a certain point so i'm in this little small apartment in east harlem and it's like but i'm but i know i'm not broke how i used to be broke cuz i could mm-hmm. like pay for the shit i'm not stressed yeah. about it i'm not stressed You know what I'm saying? Like, I go put down $9,000 for a deposit, never been able to do no shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like conscious of what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it was like, Oh, I I got money. And so I moved into this apartment and it was just on auto pay. And I don't even think about the rent.
2: Yeah. And when it hit
1: me that I'm not even thinking about the rent, I was like, Oh, okay.
2: So when when you write for SNL, is that guild minimum, like staff writer?
1: uh yeah All yeah right. but then yeah. it goes up like you get these like every year that you stay okay it like goes up and what year are you on now four congratulations thank you and the residuals that was the other time i felt rich my first residual check because the residuals on snl are very nice
2: because you don't get that a lot of people you know that's the thing that's dying in television is residuals
1: oh not the missing down ones baby yeah
2: they're That's going, what's up.
1: They're going strong. That's what's up. <laughs> they're going strong. <laughs>
2: um, what's the worst comedy thing you ever did for money or like the worst like, paying job you ever
1: did in comedy? Ooh, for money. You know what? When I got into comedy, I, I told myself I would not do anything for money. I love that. That money would never be the motivation for why I do something. That it, like A lot of shit I would say yes, and then I wouldn't even know how much it paid.
2: And you were just saying yes because you were like, "Oh, I want to do this thing. I want to be a part of this thing.
1: Oh, I need this opportunity, or this is gonna grow me as a comic, or I'm gonna learn something here, or, or I need stage time. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I like, I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna just like, I just, I don't want this to feel like, the other shit.
2: Yeah." Do you feel like that's like a financial privilege that you were exercising or was just like I don't care if I'm broke. I just I, I just
1: that I don't care if I'm broke. Cause I'm already yeah. broke. And I and I I love this thing and I wanted to just keep it how I how I wanted it. And I was like, that's gonna require some resolve of not just chasing everything.
2: Yeah. What was the how much did you get get paid for your first comedy gig?
1: Probably like fifteen dollars. And a couple of drink tickets, like a bar show. Okay, yeah. First time I got, like, what I felt was, like, real money for a show was probably, like, when I started getting, like, two fifty a show, I was, like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always, I always once I really got into this shit, I was, like, the money gonna come. I don't know why I had that confidence about it, but I was, like, if I stick with it and I just learn the shit I need to learn and get good, you should chase just the educate. If you love something, just... Chase it because you want to get good at it. Chase it because you want to learn more. Like I went to SNL, not for money. I went to SNL because I thought I could learn something man Right. I never yeah. ri- I had never written sketches in my life. This is the top sketch place in the world. What a place to learn that skill, to become a more confident script writer. Then you also are learning production because you you walk your whole sketch through, you block it, you're with the director, you pick the wardrobe, you You meet with hair and makeup. You decide the whole thing. So now I have all these other tools in my toolbox. I can produce. I can EP. I'm very confident to write scripts on my own and present them to try to sell them. So now... I see wealth in this because I have a wealth of knowledge and I see all these different things that I could do. So it's not just now I'm not just it's like changing yourself from a worker to an owner. Now I'm not just a stand up. And now I'm not just a person that's always looking for gigs. Now I'm a creator. Now I can write my own stuff and create my own stuff and make my own shows and and do this and do and and in that yeah, there's potential for wealth.
2: hmm. So what can you just tell me a little bit about like how money works in comedy? you know, like, so there's stand-up money, there's, like, SNL, writers' room, like, you know, sketch money, there's, like, oh, I write for television and a comedy writer, that type of money. Like, what are the different facets that, like, young comedians could try to enter uh, the world of, of comedy?
1: There's so many jobs. Like, I, I think that's one thing that, like, I, I was so ignorant, too, and that I, I do want young people to know is just, like, one, I feel like, especially when you go in the hood, it, you have one perspective of how to do anything, right? Like, you're like, all right, the, like Martin, I want to be a comedian like Martin. And that's the only thing we understand, right? Was a, we see the biggest thing, right? We, I want to be a comedian like Kevin Hart. And that's the only thing we see is that no one's telling you, like, there's a million comedians whose names you don't know who are multimillionaires, who are fine, who are multimillionaires, who tour all the time, who are happy, who have good lives. There's people that write that you never heard about. There's just people that produce that you never heard about. There's motherfuckers that work in comedy that are agents in comedy, that, Make a lot of money and are are, are quite happy. And there's com- you know showrunners and there's there's a million jobs in entertainment. And their only job is not to be the person in front of the camera doing the thing.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: only job is not to be the product. You could you could be a mm-hmm. million different things. You know what I'm saying? And if you're good at the thing and you like the thing, they can all be lucrative.
2: Yeah. Um. So what 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 would you feel like? What's the holy grail of comedy? If like if you want to actually make money in it, if you're like okay, this is when when you start thinking about money in comedy, or when people start around you start talking about money in comedy, what is what is the the narrative around this is the holy grail of it all?
1: Just creating your own shit. Is just the I feel like the people that are making the most money are just in control of their content. Love it. And they're and they're content creators as much as they're performers, and I think that that's important because I think that it still is a job and. The only way to grow in a, a field is to learn more, yeah, and to do more. It's just like if you if you're only a comic and that's all you. And I thought that when I got to LA, I was taking all these generals, and I'm like, oh, I'm just a stand up. I don't want to do none of this. I don't want to do none of this writing shit. I'm just focused on this stand up shit, and the stand up shit is gonna be the, the shit. That's it. And the more I grew in it, the more I was like, that's such a narrow view, and it's such a, a poor mentality of like i got to only do this thing and do this thing the best to survive and it's like nah you can do mad shit mhm <laughs> like it's it's totally fine yeah you can do a bunch of things you know what i mean and also this whole idea of like you can make yourself not just just a worker like doing just stand up and only being a stand up even though it's stand up you're still then just a worker right like on every level that can happen, you know, like I want to get like to the place where I'm doing theaters, you know, that Chappelle level where I can go say hey, because then like right, right now, you know, when you're still just on the level, you work in a bar, you know, you're doing a bar show or you on you know you you're doing these comedy clubs, right? You're just another worker, right? You're you're just you're you're just as much a part of the wait staff <laughs> as you are a part of the bar. You know what I'm saying? You're there as a tool to sell. Drinks. You're there as a tool to sell food. And as an artist, you know, I don't want to feel like that. I want a more curated thing. So it's like, how do I get there? You know, you you gotta work through that ranking, but I think once you get to the level of theaters and stuff, then you're a curator of an mm-hmm. experience and you're not just a worker.
2: Um so What happens when you're like suddenly in the world of people who have money? Like what's the most bizarre thing that you've observed once you got into this level, like, dang, y'all people got money and you do crazy shit.
1: You know what? The most bizarre thing I've observed, I don't even think it's one thing as much as it's just like, it's crazy how comfortable they are with money. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's like, this is a lot of money and y'all are just like, just even when I started hearing the numbers in Hollywood of like, yeah, okay, this is the budget. This will be going to give you this way. And it's like, y'all got this much money to just to just give me. Then how much money do you have? Is money even real? <laughs> like I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't even know if money's real the way I see it thrown around. Like, is it does it even really matter you know what I mean. like are we making this up as we go with the money because y'all just got money like y'all just really this is crazy so it's like the poor kid in me is like that's crazy but the person in me now who makes things and works in production is like no that you need that that's reasonable mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that makes sense yeah, That's, you need that to create that. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like uh, it's like being torn. It's it's kind of like that split thing. Yeah.
2: All right. So walk me through this. Sam J gets a check. Like, how do you manage it? Like, is it like I put it under the mattress still, or I like, you know what I mean? Like, a checking account, stocks, bonds, investments. Do you have a money manager? Like, what's the process of you like getting paid, and how do you? You know, store that money. How do you invest that money? Like, what's what's your new process of money management? Not the like, I'm a bullet on a Gucci bucket hat.
1: Well, I'm still doing it. I okay. got,
2: I got. But you're not <laughs> blowing it though. Now, it's nah, not
1: blowing. I'm not blowing it. Well, no, I got a, um, I have a business manager, uh, you know, like a money guy that like gets, get knows where all the money comes from and and pays all the taxes and puts the money in the the right places for the money should go, um, and then. But I mean, me personally, I'm still budgeting poorly. You know, I was just talking about that. Like, I still, I still, I still don't feel educated enough about money, and I keep saying to my girl, like, I need to learn about money. I need to learn about money. I've, I've been saying it for like months. I'm like, I don't know if it's like I need to go take a course or I just need to sit down and read some books. But I need to understand more how this thing works. Like, I don't want to be Warren Buffett, but I want to know some of the shit this nigga knows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to understand money in that way. Like, what's like, I get that there's gold behind the money, but I really don't understand it. And I like, what is what does all this really mean? What does exchange rates really mean? Like, I go to another country is this on a dollar. I get it, but I don't get it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and I think that would help how I spend. I think I spend, uh, ignorantly because I'm ignorant to it to a degree. And like, even though my business manager's on top of this shit, you know, I'm still saving like, oh, I still got that much in my account. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. my idea of mm-hmm. saving is like, oh, it didn't get below whatever dub I put in my head. You know what I mean? Okay, as long as I don't get below 10,000. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is like, that's fucking goofy. And that is not a way. <laughs> and I know that's not a way to do it. And, I- and I'm in this little transitional place where I- I'm warring with the old me that Never got to buy the things and wants the things. And like, now nah, I can buy shit when I want it. Sometimes I'm like, I want it, I'm going to buy it. And then sometimes I'm like, you need to chill the fuck out. And I'm sure I'm doing more. I want it, I'm going to buy it. Then I'm chilling out still. And I'm I'm working on that. So I don't know. I think it's still like a struggle.
2: Yeah. What, what do you think about um the announcement of uh, Tyler Perry becoming a billionaire today?
1: I didn't even see that. That's yeah. cool, he's what i was it's like it's so weird because my look, i i my, my my mind has changed about him so greatly i used to like as a person who watches things i've hated it i was like what is this bro you know what i mean like why are the black people behaving this way why is the grandmother shooting why is any of this going on what the fuck are you doing you know what i'm saying but as i've grown as a, a writer and creator and i make my own things and I, i'm way more like he's making what he wants and why somebody likes it what the fuck does that really have to do with me one you know what i mean he's creating what he wants to see two he is not playing by the rules and i like that he is like yo i don't need to write y'all white ass way i don't need to do the shit the way you say it, it has to be done I've created my own audience. They like the way I do the shit, so I'm gonna keep doing the shit this way. And you can pretty much suck my dick. And if you don't want to watch this type shit, don't look at it. But I'm cool. And in that, he's being very independent. He's not buying in. He's like, nah, I'm gonna build my own shit, mm-hmm. make my own shit the way I want to make it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the fuck it is. And I have an immense amount of respect for that. It's the it's the right it's the right direction even if I'm not a super duper fan of the content he's he's really standing out and saying I don't need white money
2: mm-hmm.
1: like I don't need to convince white people to watch the things I'm watching I don't gotta make this shit more palatable so that white people can enjoy it too I can make this insular black ass shit and be fine yep Motown shit like I'll be all right
2: yeah Exactly. I mean, he said Motown, FUBU, all of it, except his is like he's sustaining it. Mm-hmm. It's lasting, you know. Yeah. That's he's and, the, he's, not a and he's
1: expanding
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, much respect yeah. to what he's been able to accomplish. All right, now Sam, at this t- the t- the point you are in your life right now, like your career, would you say, like, yes, I am rich? No, no.
1: But the- I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever think I'm rich because now I've seen real rich people. <laughs> Right. Good. Yeah. I'm not rich. Like I may say stupid shit like that to my homies. Nigga, I'm rich. Shut up. I'm not fucking rich.
2: So, okay. Well, how much money do you think you would need to accumulate for yourself to just be like, okay, I am rich, and I'm not thinking about money anymore? Am I checking my phone to see if I still got 10 Gs in my check-in? I don't know. I don't think I have a number can you try to like think about it right quick and say like, all right, like
1: I feel like I would have at least 10 million. But like, mm-hmm. then when I think about it, like there's a way with 10 million, ain't no money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I think I would have to be liquid 10 mil.
2: Okay. Do you, and you see that for yourself right now. Looking into your future, like yeah, and that's attainable for me. I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Liquid ten mil. So if you had, if you had a uh, Jeff Bezos money, what would you do with it?
1: If I had, honestly, if I had that much money, I would be on some A con shit. I would be trying to build like a black city. I would definitely be like, all right, where is there some like like all right, what's going on? Where where in America is there the most land you could buy that's just available? Let's buy all of it. Let's like start to build some schools, incorporate, like invite black people, like a whole campaign. You know what I'm saying? Like, come to Sunnydale. Like when you see those same shit, it's like, yeah, what are those? Like, bro, come. You know what I mean? And we could like really make some shit pop and then also trying to translate that shit into like real real power
2: um okay what's the most expensive thing you ever purchased
1: maybe a rolex how much is that oh it was like a used rolex so it wasn't crazy it was like eight thousand. it it's like a vintage rolex
2: do you have to get something like that insured yes yes that's that kind of money all right and uh, and did you feel like that for you at that time was like, oh, this is like a big deal. Like I'm buying this. So like, no, I can't actually afford this. This isn't like a extravagant.
1: No, nah, I just bought yeah. it one day. Yeah. Before work.
2: <laughs> oh, before work. You just woke up one day and was like, today's the day. Yeah. I, like, I, I want to watch.
1: I want to watch. Yeah.
2: and But you can't just get a Rolex from anywhere, right? Like it has to be, you have to like go to like.
1: I mean, I went to the Diamond District and like, I I, I have like a jeweler that I fuck with that I know and shit like that. Okay. Um. So this is one. But you got to get the box and the papers and all that for it to matter. You don't want to just buy a a loosey-goosey, roly, just loosey-goosey.
2: You need the box. You need the box and the
1: papers.
2: (laughs) Uh, So one of the things that I'm always interested in is like, and I want to know if you've, if you've noticed this, like when you go out to dinner with rich white people, they don't pick up the bill, even though they can afford to pick up the bill for everybody. Have you experienced that? Mm
1: -hmm. Why do you think they do that? What is behind this? Meaning, why do they make people split it? Yes. Because why should they pay for it all?
2: It's like you know that you have more money than everybody else at this table.
1: But that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When I said before, I don't think they think about it the way we think about it at all. Yeah, like they're comfortable with money. So there's no why would I pay for you? <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> Like, we're not comfortable with money, so we get it. We're like, no, it's all me, because, like, I got it. Yeah. But they've always had money, and they're not, they not going to spend their whole life paying for everybody's food. That's crazy. But also, like, I feel like, <laughs> do you
2: also have this experience, like, when you're going, when you have money right now, right, and you're taking, like, maybe some friends out from Boston, you know that. You buying the whole thing is- Oh, you
1: know, I pay for everybody. Of course.
2: Okay, see, dude, here's the thing, because your mind, you're thinking- even if they can afford it, it's going to be a bigger yes, deal for them. Yes,
1: and it's going to hurt their pockets and they're going to be suffering somewhere else because they did this. And yeah. I know that.
2: And rich white people don't think about the
1: suffering. Why should they? Everybody around them is okay.
2: That's it. That blows my mind. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like what
1: about, Everyone around them is okay. Why would they think like, about that? And they assume if you're sitting there, you're okay.
2: Damn, yeah, it really does blow my mind. I was talking to my friend. He said he went out to dinner with a billionaire once. He was like, he didn't pick up the check, and I was nah, like, no,
1: no. <laughs> but I feel him. Why would? Why?
2: Yeah, it just blows my mind.
1: If it I, blows I was, my mind. if I'm around a bunch of people like now, nah, I'm like you said, the people from back home. Well, you know, I'm out with like the youngins. I'm not making them pay. You know what I'm saying? But if it's me and all my comedy friends, nigga, everybody. Put their fucking money down. Y'all
2: got money. Yeah. All right. So um, do you still have any like broke tendencies that you like won't give up? Like do you still eat McDonald's or ramen noodles or, you know. I conditions? eat like, McDonald's gonna...
1: sometimes. I, I didn't know that was a broke tendency. But yeah, I eat I, McDonald's I am mean,
2: I like, oh, you know,
1: it just um, runs right through you. It does. But I sometimes just want it. It's just trash. It's, bro, it's delicious. I'm trying to think. What is something that I still... I don't have pajamas. I still just make anything pajamas,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like Big some basketball shorts and a t-shirt shorts. pajamas. Yeah, to me. yeah. Like I don't go buy pajamas. All this shit I buy, I don't buy pajamas. Yeah. Like my girl bought me some pajamas, but I don't even wear them like that. I feel like
2: pajamas are like things you've like. Oh, I wore them once, and that was nice. And now mm-hmm. they're like in the drawer. But I'm definitely yeah. gonna pick up this t-shirt and just throw it on. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I really appreciate your time and your honesty, your vulnerability, and just being able to talk money with me. No
1: problem.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us again in two weeks when the founder of Ethereum sings the Titanic song with Barbara Streisand.